Hey, yo, what is happening, everybody? It's that man sick. I am a little bit under the weather, but damn it, we're here. It's episode 85. It's No Cool Down Podcast. Hope all y'all have been doing well. Welcome in. Welcome in. Uh, again, thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys check out the podcast on all platforms and all that good stuff. I'm getting right to the promo, damn it. You're right. That's right. Uh, again, make sure you rate the podcast on all pla- five stars on all audio podcast platforms available everywhere on all major audio platforms. Again, YouTube. Make sure you guys, uh, again, subscribe, like, comment comment share if you watch this on youtube if you're on other platforms make sure you go to youtube and hit that sub button because we're dropping segments shorts all that good stuff that you might not see elsewhere so go check out no cool down uh, on youtube no cool down pod no cool down pod uh yeah on twitter i think no cool down podcast on tiktok and uh yes everywhere else somewhere it's no cool down so you'll find us there eventually of course i'm here with the gang first and foremost he has played so much like a dragon infinite wealth that he has acquired 10 hawaiian shirts since the last time we saw him it's went easy he's in the building hey what's up or as they say in hawaii aloha i'm fucking done <laughs> <laughs> That game is so good. I cannot lie. That game is so good. I'm. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We got. I already knew this man was fucking knee deep in that game, but that's that's a whole other thing, man. Oh my goodness! And welcome back after several ailments and illnesses and all that. So no, I'm just kidding. Everybody, he was just. Don't the fuck, don't, hey, don't worry. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about. It. Just don't. Don't just don't go back to any previous episodes before this. Just don't. Just don't worry about it. Anyways, and, and returning to the squadron, man. My other podcast partner in crime. He is about thirty percent of his DNA is, uh, I think, now Unity Engine and several different renderers, Blender, and other, you know, saying editing softwares. It's King. He's back in the building. What's going on, dog? I am good. I'm glad to be back. You know. We're, we're man, glad to have you back, boy. And we got some news to cover, some good stories. A lot of a lot of shit that's been happening this week. I thought it was going to be a slow week, but of course, the gaming industry always has other plans. Uh, with that being said, a lot to cover. Let's get straight into it, y'all. Y'all ready? Born ready. Let's get to it, then. Let's get to it. First and foremost, we had a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth state of play. It kind of was like extra DLC on top of the last week's state of play that we had. Uh, just dedicated session just to break down some of the new details ahead of the Leap Day release. It included some of the highlights of expanded open world exploration, some of the dungeons, the secret bosses you may find, uh, some of the unique interaction movement mechanics with all the different party members you can equip. Uh, a whole piano mini game that was just getting people up in arms like, yo, this shit is fire. They're just making a bunch of songs and stuff like that. And they released a demo to give people a taste of the expanded gameplay sections, what they're going to be get, getting into, some of the different mechanics that are involved this time around, and just a first taste of the game ahead of this month's release. So uh, I guess from what y'all saw, if y'all played it, let me know. But if not, if y'all got a glimpse of what you were seeing from the state of play, uh, how did you feel about it, though? Uh, when I go to you first. Um, I think they put a lot of love into this game. My biggest fear was that after the success of the first game, they were kind of like, not necessarily like ride it out but i was afraid that they were gonna like stop innovating or stop trying to chase uh the best experience for this for this franchise but it doesn't seem that that way at all to me uh i think the the, the cute little like added piano parts was pretty dope and like things like that just they're they're wholesome just like wholesome moments you can just sit there and like i've seen people doing all these different like num- musical renditions of different stuff like yo cloud plays uh runaway by kanye west like things like that i was like fire that's like really dope like it's it's really it's really cool to see but no this game absolutely looks absurd and they're really going for the this is the definitive way of experiencing final fantasy 7 and i respect it i respect it because they could have gave us like a half-assed uh like remake just with good graphics and i don't think a lot of people would have complained too much 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, Kai, you, did you get a chance to look in or, or play Final Fantasy Rebirth? Nah, I've had no time. Mm-hmm. I've had no time. I nah. know people who are excited though. Yeah, fair is fair. But earlier this morning, I literally was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to sit down with it. Even though I haven't played, uh, what's it called? Uh, I haven't played all the way through what's it called Final Fantasy VII Remake itself. But just to look through the opening sections of Rebirth, like, again, the combat is damn. Like, what? what the combat was super, super solid. I like those sections. Again, if you didn't check it, the early sections, like, you play as a flashback with... Uh, like Sephiroth and and um, what's it called and Cloud like years before the events of uh, of remake and just kind of give it a quick glimpse of kind of the origin stories of a, f- a few different characters and stuff. Uh, it was a cool look. Um, I like those sync abilities that were introduced. I don't think they were in the last game, but I think like there was just another uh, again added way to play really helps with just like the mixing and matching and just the combat variety that you can possibly have with the different options in your party and people that you may carry i like that the flow of combat was really cool uh, again just building more on what they what they you know what they set forth and remake um i just think it came together very well um again the world going back to more places i can't wait to you know what I'm saying go back and explore uh again more of these different places like again nebel was it nebelheim yeah nebelheim how was it called uh again like uh i'm losing my train of thought but cloud's home tifa's home uh like those different locales and and just the the environments look really really expansive i don't call like some of the set pieces of it of just like really really good you know what i'm saying i did i took a couple of seconds and people might see it in the footage i have for this for this uh episode it was me just uh, kind of staring off into space a little bit and just looking at like the coastline or again a mountainside or something like that i was like really impressed with how the visuals came together uh uh, it just looked really solid, man. I think, yeah, like like you said, when I think this is one where nope, they were never gonna phone it in. They were gonna give it its just due. And I mean, listen, Tetsuya Nomura on this shit, so I already know it's gonna. I already know what's about to be, man. A lot of people, I, I see a lot of people been like, you know, say they be giving Nomura hell as usual. You know what I'm saying? Some people be even blaming him for stuff that he don't even got, isn't even involved in or even did, which is whatever. But that man is a goat. That's a legend, and you know damn well he's he's putting the time and effort to make sure this is not only a great again translation of what came before in final fantasy 7 and these parts that we're seeing but also a step up in terms of the modern scale of gameplay the uh added environments and even a step up up in terms of the remake in terms of the first one that we got a couple years back so it, I, I from everything that i'm seeing it looks like a step up it looks like a lot more fun there's so much more stuff to do you know what i'm saying from from a grand scale and I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed from what I played. So I can't wait to get this on Elite Day. Um, honestly, I'm gonna have to play through seven. I'm gonna have to make a speed run through seven just to like get a feel of what came before it. I mean, I watched like everybody play it, but I need to like again yeah. finish. I need to, I need to finish it through myself instead of just wait and leave it in the uh, on the sideline. But yeah, I gotta I gotta get to it though. But so far, so good. That demo was fire. Yeah, no. Can't wait to see what the game is 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 gonna be received as. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, but moving forward here, uh, we had some news about Tencent, and this is probably not the first time you're going to hear about them this episode. Uh, Tencent seems to be on the hunt to buy the Dungeons and Dragons video game rights from Hasbro or get some type of exclusive rights, something that, that they can produce some games about it. Definitely, again, due to the success of D&D recently with Baldur's Gate 3 and a couple of different, you know, IPs and properties across, you know, all types, all types of media. But Tencent seemed to be 
I guess, having an itch for D&D for the video game space. Uh, Kai, you think this is a good move for them? And, and, uh, you know, I'm saying they could get it. Uh, can they get it, Tencent? Really? Shut up! Shut up! All right, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to segue it up properly. Damn it! All right, I'm trying to segue it up. Honestly, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I'm waiting for evidence to, to suggest that it is a bad thing. I don't really know. I've seen some people that like are really not happy with this news. I don't. I would like to know why. I would like to be educated on why this would be a bad thing. So, um, go ahead. I don't. I, I can chime in. Um, greed, corporate greed. I feel like. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that Hasbro's really doing anything with with it right now. Um, and I don't even know. Like, I genuinely don't really know what they are like looking for specifically. Like, what what are they trying to do? Because like, if I'm not mistaken, did Larry have to approach? whatchamacallit for for uh the rights to make boulders gate you know what i'm saying like what 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 is this uh. gonna garner them and also dnd games there's there's a bit of like a lot of range when it comes to how they're received because you have something like boulders gate which literally is probably one of the best games ever created or you have things like the dnd game that was made for xbox game pass you remember that one the the one where like it's like a four person like action adventure with the co-op and then she was kind of mid Oh, you gonna are you gonna say are you gonna say is that fable? Are you describing fable? No, okay, I was about to say. I was about to say. I was like, there's no way he's talking about fable no, right no, now. No, 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 no. I like, I like, I like some of the fable. Games. <laughs> no, a, I gotta figure out what's the name of that game, man, because I there was one that was released. I was excited for it, but nobody. Wait, what was year out did it drop? Ah, uh, maybe two or three years ago. Uh, Dark Alliance. Dark Alliance, I think, is what it was called. Damn, good spot. Yeah, Dark Alliance. That game was pretty bugged. It was super. Good. And it wasn't Wait, even was like... it? I thought it looked good. I, I never actually played it, but I thought, I thought it looked good. So ah, it looked yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the issue. Uh, the lag was absurd. So oh, like, really? when you when you hit something, the monster wouldn't take the damage until after like processed, I guess. And like, oh it depended on the person. Yeah, like it, it depended on the person. Oh, who they needed a it. render time to register hits. Like, because it's, it's an action adventure game. Like you gotta, you gotta press buttons. It's, it's like, but I'm over here like hitting the goblin. He hits me, and then he dies because my my hit like killed him. And I'm like, what man? Ah, right, whatever. Yeah, that game was pretty buns. Pretty buns. No, I'm just gonna say pretty buns. I was gonna say something the water. But yeah, pretty buns. No we'll burger. See what happens? Yeah, yeah we'll, I, we'll I, see what I mean, it's one of those things that can go one of two ways. Um, but just generally, I think it would be in their best interest to like. You know, if they do acquire it, do a good job, you know, so I don't yeah. have money to do a good job. So that's why I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's going back to what you said about like, Hasbro, what are they really doing with it? It's just, I think it goes hand in hand. Like if, if they can take it and do something cool with it, then I welcome it. Yeah. Um, my only thing is, again, like I'm pretty sure it's Hasbro and Larian. After the success that Larian just had with Baldur's Gate 3, I don't think they're in any like, you know, I, I don't think they'd be in any mood to switch things up i don't think hasbro would want to like switch up any formula right now honestly again i'm pretty sure that 10 cent partially or mine has a minority stake in larian anyways so they're like okay cool you know at least to talk about talk about the potential of it but i don't think hasbro will be in the mood to like switch anything up with how they've allowed larian to work and larian's produced a crazy hit that's broken like how many records now you know what i mean i don't think 
I don't think it's a possibility right now. Maybe Tencent could you know, persuade and, and put something in for the right way. But if you upset anything that has to do with Larian's process right now, I, I would not, I, I would advise against it. I would think that's personally unwise if that disrupts anything that Larian chooses to develop in the future. Now, if you're if you're buying the if you're buying the video game rights, and again, you don't disrupt Larian, and you allow Larian to kind of be a liaison or an advisor on certain things in D and D, and you develop different stories based on D and D stuff, then cool. If there's a complementary thing, not a disruptive process, if it's complementary to what's already being built on the the Dungeons and Dragons video game space right now, cool. But again, who wouldn't want to hop on the bandwagon? The Dungeons and Dragons movie was again a hit to a lot of people. It was a, again a really big, uh, it was a really big thing. That movie that came out what last year or what year before, or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Yeah. Um. Again, balls. Yeah, that's like my little like. Like my little brother's generation, Pirates of the Caribbean, bro. Yeah, which is which is crazy to think, which is which is wild to think. You know what I mean? But there's there's that whole spin where Dungeons and Dragons is kind of back in that it's 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 in the forefront of media right now. It's it's one of those it's one of those things across different media vehicles. We're like, yo, I want to check this shit out. And so who wouldn't want to bandwagon on this? You know what I'm saying? Who wanna who wanna want to hop on the wave? But they just need to make make sure they're not again disruptive. They're complementary to what's being built. That's all I'm saying. I, I think it's just crazy. Like just to segue quickly, mm-hmm. I think it's crazy to say that like in twenty twenty four, like role play in general, dungeon like, tabletop like, is back on mainstream. back on top. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they said they they've said things about anime would never be mainstream. This would be never be mainstream. People was gaming at the Super Bowl. They had RDC World at the Super Bowl kickoff show, or whatever, playing with NFL players, bro. Like, what's what's what what was counterculture before is in the mainstream now. You know what I'm saying? It's just it was just a matter of time for that stuff. I mean, because it's fun. But again, looking back at the view, it is wild to think about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's the years before people would get stuffed in lockers for stuff like that, which is not right. But it's funny how. It's 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 the mainstream now. It's what everything everybody, whether they understand it or not, is is looking for. You know what I'm saying? Looking for just at least has the attention of. Yeah. All of these all of these industries are going in the right direction. We just got to stop spending one billion dollars to make Call of Duty. You know? Oh and Jesus! Jeez, man, more than just Call of Duty, but that's a whole nother kettle of fish, boy. <laughs> speaking speaking of Call of Duty, though, oh man. Ah, we've got some more news. More news about another person will not hear the last of this episode. Xbox, uh, as part of some major shifts that we will uh, name and uh, possibly talk about later in the show as well. Uh, apparently, we've heard some some rumors and stuff stirring around that Call of Duty actually will skip out on the Game Pass as things are adjusted post acquisition. So their thought is what what many thought was that we're gonna get Xbox, we're gonna get Call of Duty on our Game Pass and stuff. Xbox Game Pass is gonna have all the Call of Duties or whatever. It seems like that isn't the case. So. So for for you, Kai, I guess how does that how does that news bode for you? I think if you wanted to play Call of Duty, you already have it in the Xbox Game Pass and called they don't it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, don't, I don't think why don't it matter that much? Like like I said, I feel like if you like what what difference does it make? I feel like if you want to Call of Duty, you just buy it. Like if you want to play Call of Duty on release, or if you just want to play Call of Duty in general, you'll have it. Uh, I don't think it's gonna make that much of an impact. Uh, I'm about to say, when what I, you think? I so the issue, so so like I kind of agree with with Kai in the sense of like the people who are are gunning like, oh man, finally Call of Duty on the Game Pass. I feel like if you're excited for Call of Duty on the Game Pass, you already own a lot of Call of Duties uh, <laughs> or the Call of Duties that matter to you. Like I don't, I can't imagine somebody being like, 
Yo, I get to finally play the story mode of Infinite Warfare. Like, who is the fuck about that? Yeah, all right. Like, all right. Like, <laughs> like nobody, because nobody's asking. But, that. Nobody's being like. But John Snow. I get to, yeah, like I, I get to go back and 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 play as, or or I get to go fucking enjoy the the awesome lobbies of of Black Ops Four. I like Black Ops Four, by the way. So don't fucking shit on me in the comments. But like, I don't think the people who are looking for this kind of stuff are or we're really waiting for the Game Pass to make it happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? yeah like i think it's yeah. cool but i also am very much of like like i don't know i'm not really keen on what's the point of playing old call of duty games because mm. i feel like everybody who who would be a fan of old call of duty games would have already played them because they've all been on super cheap super like yo five dollars and you get to get black ops 2 on like steam like i don't know i don't know who this is for um it, the main games not being on game pass to me is a bit, little bit of a like i don't want to say a letdown but like th that's a that's a community that you know they're gonna buy the game so why am i giving them sh free shit you know what i'm saying why am i why am i going to give them a discount when i know they would pay full price for this shit anyway they, I, they would pay for a price increase like they don't they're they're locked in they're they're zombified exactly and that led right to my point again I think this is again an overarching theme for this week and most likely next week's conversations. These gaming companies are thinking like businesses first, at least 99% of them. They're thinking like businesses first. And why would you, why, why would you do anything extra when you already got your best eaters? You know what I mean? Like, why would you do anything more when you already got them in the bag? You know what I mean? Like, why you just, you're just overkilling it. You're overkilling it. Why would you do it? If people know, Call of Duty, they're going to pay. It's one of the, again, the highest selling franchise of all time. It's one of the biggest paying, you know, biggest paying, whatever, IPs, franchise, whatever you want to call it, games in the world. If they're doing that every single year, no matter how shit it gets, no matter how rehashed, half-baked, half-cooked it is, why would I ever put it on Game Pass and give you a deal? Why would I ever give you a deal on that, on any of them? I'm going to keep everything. You're going to get Call of Duty Big Red 1 for $45. That that's 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 what I that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of how many how many ways we can boost the value of this. Yes, get, get some extra money back because, again, Xbox as a brand, Xbox as a business, they're trying to increase that profit margin, and this is why they this is why they got the whole bag in the first place for Activision. They knew it could platform them to some bigger profits to do make bigger bolder moves in the gaming space. This is a platform for them to do it. They have the security cushion of Call of Duty now. They have the security cushion of uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the league, league or. or, or it's not league. No, what's it called? Overwatch. Overwatch. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm about to say we'll get to Overwatch in a second, but yeah, Overwatch. They've got they've got the backing of these big heavy franchises, and now they're not going to let go of the competitive advantage that those things bring. They're not going to do that. So expecting it would have been nice to bring old Call of Duties and maybe bring some server stability to some of those older Call of Duties or whatever, but that's just not business. That's just not business sense to them, and. The sooner a lot of people see Xbox is moving from a business strategy point of view and not a where, you know, what I'm saying not a we're making this brand as gamer friendly as possible. It's the business first. But the and again, sometimes the, the positive net benefit for gamers is in, involved in that. But they're going to try and survive and make the best was possible to get further along for their bottom line. That's what it is. Yeah. So Call of Duty just wasn't in the cards for that type of play.
Mm-mm. And uh, yes, kind of doubling back to Overwatch, uh, we had a little teaser, uh, you know what I'm saying, pop up midweek, and uh, it seems like we're getting a Cowboy Bebop Overwatch 2 collaboration, possibly with some skins, possibly with some stuff. I just saw, I heard the music go off, and I'm not going to lie, it automatically pissed me off because I don't play Overwatch, so I'm like, why are we using this on this this damn game? Uh, y'all can comment on this shit if y'all want, man. I got nothing to say other than we just wasted this, bro. Bring it to Fortnite. I... I think I think it's really cool that it's an Overwatch. I think it's it's I think the aesthetic of Overwatch is fitting to this collaboration. Boo. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is Fortnite has ruined collabs <laughs> every time. Every time. And you know what? Because the whole time I'm like, yo, this one looks so good in Fortnite. Bro. Yeah. Give me a bebop. Give me a glider with the sh- man. Uh, you know what? No, fuck you, Overwatch. Continue. I'm sitting <laughs> yeah. in the back. It's it's tough because I I agree that like Fortnite really has made anybody doing anything is like damn this would have been way better in Fortnite and it's quite unfortunate because I just know there's somebody who was working on this for years bro they were like yo I I know I can get Cowboy Bebop over to Overwatch and then they did it and we're sitting here like man why are you so damn good at your job bro we could have had this shit on Fortnite if you would have waited a couple months or whatever but no now we got to play overwatch again the only issue i have with it is that like overwatch doesn't really utilize their collabs correctly Mm. i mean they've only had one so you know they don't have like the the not the knowledge but like the experience with it the way uh Fortnite does Mm -hmm. but the one punch man shit was kind of whatever like it could have been cooler the problem that i think a lot of people have is that with fortnite if i buy the spike spiegel skin i can have spike spiegel singing green day i can have him building houses i can have him like in in my fake among us game like i could do a lot i need i need jet doing evil i ain't never been with a buddy they don't don't know about that but you in Overwatch, it's like awesome. I get to be Spike Spiegel in a first-person game. <laughs> like you can't even see the the fit. Other people can see the fit. For all that, I let them buy it, and I'll look at them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's cool. We'll like hop up. It really depends on who gets the skin, because that's another thing too. Is like Doomfist got the One Punch Man skin. It is the perfect person to give the One Punch Man skin to. I don't play Doomfist though, so I'm not buying it. Like there's no point in me <laughs> buying it because I'm just gonna have it and then be like, yo, I spent forty. That's another thing too. Forty dollars, or however much, because you it it be expensive. It be it be Crazy. more than fifteen. Crazy, and it'll be like all that, and I get to I get to play through the eyes of the person wearing the costume. I don't get to see the costume. <laughs> I get to play through the eyes of it. You know what? I feel like maybe like if they would have did maps, I feel like would be a better idea for them than doing like, yo, I'm gonna use I'm gonna play as Spike Speaker. Like, why don't you do like the um? I cannot remember the name of the fucking jet. But like doing something like that. A map is a really cool idea. Cause it's just it just makes sense for a game that's first person. Uh-huh. Like, what do you I can't see him? <laughs> He's not in the game to me because I can't see him. Bro, it's just <sighs> Y'all know where I stand. Man, fuck this game. Man, fuck Overwatch. Give a damn about it this. It is game. very much fuck Overwatch. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, probably one of the best shooters we have right now. And that's not a good thing. It's, it's, it's not a thing. good. It's the fact that we don't have we don't have a lot of shooters out. Period. So it's not. It's not uh, uh, I'm moving on to the next news, man. Fuck this shit. I can't, <laughs> can't believe this cat. Oh man, moving moving forward here. Uh, we had some unfortunate news hit us, man. Again, it feels like 
uh, this year is going to be set for a lot more of this type of news, unfortunately. But uh, the studio that had uh, their hands in Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, and Crash 4, Toys for Bob, uh, their office is actually closing, and they're apparently laying off close to 162 people. And uh, they could be within striking distance of a full studio closure. So, you know, they're they're under Activision's umbrella, which means they're under Xbox's umbrella. That's, that's one more studio that, that was, were involved with some really great, you know, remasters. Uh, and again, another installment in the Crash series. Uh, they're they're set to close. I mean, damn! Just after two thousand last week from from Xbox, just another one that sets in. This is like damn, or well, nineteen hundred, but this takes it over to two thousand. I think uh, for y'all, Dio uh, can go to you first, bro. This shit is uh, shit. Shit is continuing on a bad trend. The word Leos is triggering. Mm. It's it's sad, bro. It's sad. I actually need to read up more on this, so I'm gonna pass it over to to when. But just layoffs in general are just just bad. I was so I was reading one story. This is like gonna segue off of this a little bit, but I was reading one story about a girl that worked for Riot, mm-hmm. and she was literally days away from relocating, and and then she just she just gets pulled. It's just, I think it's crazy, and she had no severance package. Damn! Um, like you know how they had like the, yeah. the huge severance, but she didn't get one. Wow! Like I didn't realize that that was like a selective thing, depending, depending on like on... it makes it makes sense yeah. that it is, but like yeah, I didn't realize that mm-hmm. you know some people literally just got axed and that was it, and it's like this was sort of their their sort of like you know their job to to push them to the next level of their lives almost. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's sometimes it's 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 really really it's really really nasty. Because like, it's something that you like think. Of, I, I lo- actually it's great that you brought up right because I think about times that like, I think about the games that are coming out like Bandle Tales, which is a, a Riot Forge game that's coming out, and Riot coming to you and saying, "Hey, we want you guys to build out our our universe. We're gonna give you guys the the funding. You guys are gonna be able to p- to play, not to play, but you're gonna be able to make games in this area. You get like all this um." This, this this funding and this support from us. And then a year later, they're like, yo, we didn't hit the margins, so we're shutting it all down. And uh. you're somebody who like, I worked on this game, I put my my heart, my my soul into this game, and it's wraps, it's clapped. You're not, I nothing's gonna happen from this, nothing's gonna stem from this. And the reason this is, is just because we didn't make as much money as we wanted to with it, so we're not gonna continue to fund it. Which is, I think, really fucked up because if you if i didn't ask to be here i didn't ask for you to make to, to expand the the league universe you asked me to come here and work for you to do that yeah. so now not only am i losing not only was did, did you feed me a lie but on top of that i'm going to lose my livelihood and i could honestly they could have been anywhere else they really could have just i could have worked anywhere else but i decided to, to take a chance on y'all 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 hired me i appreciated it and now i'm i'm out on the street no CEOs are losing bread. No executives are losing money. Like you guys didn't hit the profit margins you want, but you guys are still eating fine. You guys aren't losing your jobs. You guys aren't doing anything. You guys are just sad, really. Like that's really what it, it'd be like. Yo, we're sad to say this. Like I'm, I'm sad too. I, think, I don't got a fucking job. I think this, this might be a controversial one, but I feel like it's also kind of like predatory from like companies of that like sort of status when they invite people to come and work for them because it's. You know who's gonna say no to right? That's that's yeah. like a that's literally like a portfolio making uh-huh. like thing to have. So I was a director on a, a fucking League of Legends game. Like you don't even have to like that. That's enough. That's huge. 
But it doesn't matter because they close that shit down and the motherfuckers get to, to be sad on their yachts and their million dollar <laughs> estates. Like, uh-huh. this shit is awful. Yeah, I feel like as much as, you know, obviously there is, you know, analysis and study that goes into these decisions, but it's it when so much of this layoff stuff is happening, it just like, it seems like complete bullshit and it's just oversight. Like, there's no way you calculated this, like, correctly for you to have to make such huge layoffs. Bro, it's it's absurd. Like, and even like going back to this story, the fact that we're like these these are people who worked in Activision. Xbox made the biggest fucking deal. Remember that shit? Biggest fucking deal. Oh my god, Xbox has so much fucking money. We got Overwatch. We got Call of Duty. This is like amazing. The biggest fucking deal, bro. If I told you I done dropped fucking ten racks on my girl's watch, right? And I'm over here flexing that shit. I'm like, oh, this is the, the biggest flex Wen has had in years. And then you find out I'm over here getting a second mortgage on my home. I'm taking uh-uh. extra shifts at the at the the job, and you're like, bro, I thought you had it. Like, I mean, I did, I did, I told you that I had it, and I told her that I had it. But you know, you know, things are a little tough, so I gotta, you know, sell a kidney or two just to like you didn't have That's it. That's crazy. Brother. You did not have it. You you didn't have it. It's fine to not have it. We all don't got it these days. But you don't gotta spend seventy billion dollars to then gut everything. What? What what did you buy it for? What did you buy it for if you're gonna gut everything? Put me on. Uh, I just Yeah. All I all I gotta say about this shit is remember what I said in the last Xbox story earlier with Call of Duty. They're operating as a business first, a brand second. They're going to do what they need to do to fucking survive. Now, as much as we would like certain things to be different. Oh yeah, comfortably. Yes, come comfortably. Not 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 survive, not not pull, you know what I'm saying, in any water, God rest his soul, and cut his salary so other people can get their jobs and livelihood and stay in and stay in the pocket while shit gets rough. They want to live comfortably. Their executives, their people, all that stuff. It is a business. You gotta realize that no matter how no matter how much, you know what I'm saying, connectivity you have to the business, no matter how much you care for these brands. It's a business and they're going to do what they can to survive. You know what I mean? And it's no, it's not malice. It's not ill will from my end. That's just, that's just observation of business as a whole. It's going to do what it can to survive. It, it will. That's just how it is. And it comes at the cost of the people who, who, again, who are the most, who generate the most for it. The people at the at the ground level, the people that make shit shake every day. The, you know what I'm saying? The people that work, the, who have gaming as their dream. They just want to make dope shit they're 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 put at the stake first and that sucks that sucks to me but you know again hopefully those folks can uh, land on their feet hopefully it doesn't mean a, a closure for the studio and we can find a way to repurpose or make something happen from it and and carry on bro that's really that's all we all all we can hope for at this point yeah that's all you really can hope for mm-hmm. but uh moving on here to to pick up some news uh it, it, we learned that rgg studio has sold one million copies of like a dragon infinite wealth which has made it the most successful like a dragon slash yakuza launch in history and with that we know we got our like a dragon correspondent when he's been in the field he's got his hawaiian shirt on he might have three on at this point layers on layers on layers and we definitely want to get his impressions on this what he thinks about the sales what do you think about this the game so far take it away Wayne. go ahead so i think this game is definitely probably like their magnum opus um it's they've and they made two different games like judgment and the like a dragon series one is action one is uh very much an rpg Mm -hmm. it's very interesting to see 
how one how well they did this is an amazing game um and them being able to to switch between those two is remarkable because not many studios could do something of, of that caliber of like hey i'm gonna make two vastly different games and the quality will not drop between them um i'm a huge fan of this new game mind you the thing i always say about the rgg games is that like i would never compare them to something like a god of war or like uh uh, uh, even like a Ratchet and Clank kind of thing, maybe more Ratchet and Clank, but these people are trying to make video games. They're not trying to sit here and be like, yo, we have the best graphics you've ever seen in your fucking life, right? It's more like, no, 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 no. You're going to have the most fun playing this game. This is going to be the wackiest game you've ever played. And you're going to be talking about it, not because of like some kind of weird milestone you set for it, but because it's just a fun game. You're going to want to talk about the fact that like yesterday before I got off, I was doing a side quest and this dude was in a diaper, and I had to fight him and his homies in diapers. And this had nothing to do with the 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 quest started. The quest started because an old man wanted to make it snow for his dying wife, and I'm finding a dude in a diaper. Like I don't know how this how we got <laughs> here, but it's hilarious, and I wanted to keep I wanted to keep going because this game is just always full of surprises. And that's the th that's the reason I, I love these games so much. That's the the main reason that I buy these games on sale the only the only negative thing i have to say about this game and i'm gonna make a video on it because it was a very it's a very nasty tactic um and this, they're not the only people that have done things like this before but they're to play the new game plus after you beat the game you have to buy the deluxe edition which is whack Ew. You know, like that's something that yeah the people thought that that shit should be free because we've gotten it for free for years we got it for free in the last game so what's the difference but then like I, it's hard for me to sit here and be like, I didn't buy it on Steam or I got I got a code, quote unquote, or whatever. Like, I went and I bought it on Steam. And the reason I did that is because, like, a week after the game drops, 10% of their, their staff is getting cut. So it's like, yo, what's what's going on financially? Are you guys just not making money on these games? Like, and for me, if there's a franchise I absolutely adore, I'm going to I'm going to support it because I want more games. Like, and I'll buy it directly from the I'd buy it from Sega myself if I could. Like, I'd give them the, all the bread. But it is something that needs to be talked about because it is not something that we would want moving forward. We don't want to pay money for New Game Plus. And if you're somebody, if you're not somebody who's a shill like me, if you're somebody who's like, yo, I have a backbone to say no to, to these games, then don't buy it and definitely talk about it. But that's the only negative thing I can say about this game because the world is awesome. There's always something, every corner there's something to do. They added Pokemon to the game, not actually Pokemon, but their own version of Pokemon into the game. There's a bunch of different, there's a crazy taxi mini game that's pretty well flushed out. Like there's so many different, they've packed into this one game so many different smaller games that it's it's really fun. It's just a collection of different, like, if you like how in Ratchet and Clank you sometimes have to do random, like, oh, here's a Clank mission or here's a hacking mission mm -hmm. or here's whatever. Like they take those things add them to the game they're not integral they are a part of it like the, the main story will be like hey you have to do a delivery or whatever for the crazy taxi thing and then like they go back to the main story but if you go back there's reasons to go back there is a, a variety of levels there's different ranks you can get there's there's items uh behind the ranks that you unlock like there's so much reason to play this game it's a game that just keeps on giving word honestly again from from me watching you play it um shout out to you, you know what i'm saying youtube youtube.com slash wotaku channel you know what i mean uh or youtube.com slash at wotaku channel was in there for some streams and watching him play like one thing i credit though from what i've seen is the writing i think the writing is actually like very very good like I, it's yes. like i think yeah i, I like a dragon series always has some solid stuff but i feel like they're especially just like damn it's just like some shit is like genuinely i was laughing my ass off at some points like it was early in the game where you were talking about like it was like uh ichiban taking somebody on a date or whatever and just the banter back and forth between again two of his friends and then ichiban himself it was just like so funny it can go from that on one side to like you know 
him getting him getting doxxed or whatever for his image and, and you know what I'm saying trying to get extorted basically it can go from like a funny thing to some real life topics and all around it just it just it felt like a really good blending commentary on a lot of things I saw so far uh, I got I got to give a credit to that from what I listened to again from your playthrough so far like it was like dog this is some actually really dope shit and I know me. I gotta, I gotta fully play through, you know, say Yakuza to get to that point, or like a dragon to get to that point now. So I'm like, I hold myself back. But so far, listen, I, it, it looks like it's, it, it's been like, you know, a, it's a, it's a, it's a culmination game. It's a culmination game of, of a lot of stuff that they worked on, the pivots that they made over the years, from, from what I've seen, and it looks dope. It looks dope. It looks like they came good, and that million dollars, that million copies was justified. Yeah, no, this, the, the story is always phenomenal, and I definitely recommend it to anybody. And again, it's all on Game Pass. By the time you beat all the, the Yakuza games to get to the newest one, you will it will be either on sale or on Game Pass because you have a lot to catch up on, mm. but it's not. Every single game has an amazing story and a reason for you to keep playing them. Yeah, word, word, man. No, fair. Big up, big up infinite wealth. Big up infinite wealth. Uh, all right, we can push forward uh, from the world of infinite wealth to the world of Apex. Damn, it's been a minute since we heard about Apex. We had to get that, get this included on the show to make, you know what I'm saying, King feel comfortable, man. I, I right. now. <laughs> but but uh, season 20 is on the way, uh, which is crazy considering, again, it feels like just yesterday this shit just came out. But there's a ton of changes actually coming into the game for season 20 dropping February 13th. Uh, first and foremost is like an entire revamp of the ranked mode, uh, bringing back RP. There's no more hidden uh, matchmaking ranks or MMR, more focus on kills. Uh, placement still matters, but kills have been, uh, again, prioritized. Uh, any trials have been removed. Splits have returned. Uh, so many changes on that front. Beyond that, we have things like legend upgrades, which can, which can provide you a little short-term perks or boost in, in terms of matches you gain. Uh, so I think Evo over time, uh, again, shield cores, which you're kind of trading, I guess, with as as you gain it. So you, then, you don't have to shield swap per se, but you can swap the shield core energy of like down boxes that you find to, you know, recharge your shit. Um, again, earning Evo is kind of tweaked a little bit. Evo harvesters, caches. There's a lot of different stuff that's in there. Um, I about to say there's a new mixture map in the Thunderdome. Uh, again, performance mode, 120 hertz. There's a lot of stuff that has happened. There's some new LTMs and stuff, a new collection for the fifth anniversary a ton of shit going down but let's let's start with the kai first man how do you feel about the changes coming through for season 20 i don't know how to feel about them to be honest i just think that it's a lot of changes in the game for sure after like i'd say five or maybe even six seasons of like quite a stale like gameplay state mm. it's it's probably gonna feel right quite refreshing to a lot of people besides when <laughs> None of this shit looks refreshing to me. <laughs> I do but, think yeah. I, I do like the armor core thing though. Like I, I not that I hated shield swapping. Shield swapping to me took a bit of skill. Like because I could, I, I'd be fucking it up. Sometimes I'll just crouch next to a box. <laughs> um, but I do think that it would increase people being like, yo, instead of instead of being like rats and waiting for somebody to pull up and then like ambushing them and stealing their shields. I think this is a better way of making people fight each other, but I could also see like people just still camping out. You know what I'm saying? I can't shield swap, so I'm gonna just wait for a part of somebody to start fighting, and then I'm a third party them, and I'm gonna get damage off, and I'm gonna get their cores back, and like things like that. Like third party, I think will still. I think that's just in Apex's DNA at this point. Any battle royale, yeah, really, I, because I, of the speed I, of 
the speed of how Listen. fast you move around in Apex. Like in Fortnite, I hear gunshots. By the time I run over there, they've hit 17 emotes and they're already shielded up. <laughs> like yeah. Apex is like two super jumps away and you're in the mix. Facts. I about to say you can't you can't take the spirit of pussyos out of battle royale, man. You can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. No matter how much you try to I game love, plan for it. I love that they did get rid of like a lot of the cheating stuff. Well, not the cheating, the, the configs, you know, like all that, like <laughs> the control, the, them roller players. Oh yeah. Sick, bro. I was on this, I saw like a bunch of the reactions of people and I was watching this one dude, mind you, this motherfucker had his controller. He was holding his controller backwards, like back buttons towards the front nastiness. And I'm like, man, if you got to hold the controller like this dog, just pick up a keyboard and mouse. To me personally, you're doing all this, go crazy. I mean, of, of course, unless it's an accessibility option. But like the homie was like, my configs are bad. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't, I can't do it no more. Oh my God. And I'm just sitting there like, brother, play the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm sorry for your loss, I suppose. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal. Just, just play the game normally. And he's like, well, I, it's not fair that PC gets to do it. It's like, yeah, but you get aim. Like, there's just, the, the, my favorite discourse in Apex is always the, the the people who try to like say that their their configuration or whatever is not cheating that's like my favorite my favorite genre of apex player is like this isn't cheating yeah yeah but i think for for me like this update is it's gonna do a lot for the game like in terms of it will get a buzz like it always does yeah I think it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the professional scene, like from a spectator point of view, because some of these changes might not make for the most interesting of games. <laughs> no. Um, so that's, that's that's something that I'm really interested in seeing because we're we're actually right in the middle of a split. This is like a really big update to put pros through right in the middle of a split, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. But um yeah that's one thing i've always been I, i've been like thinking about since i heard about some of the stuff because yeah the pro scene is definitely sort of like carrying apex in a sense yes it's still very very popular and people do love to tune in um and as much as the pros are happy a lot of them have said well a lot of them have come out and said they haven't actually play tested so it's gonna be interesting to see Ooh. them all like jump in and uh and actually like experience this on pro settings because yeah and I think we had this conversation before the podcast of like, should pros be playtesting like things that uh, should they be playtesting these games for the devs? Because what devs might think is good for the casual person isn't going to be good for the pro scene. And like you said, a very good point is that the pro scene is what's carrying Apex's popularity right now. And I think that's very accurate because anytime I see anything Apex related, if it's not a news update, it's usually like something pro related. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think for the casual scene, though, like the addition of the new map and the general, like the new mixtapes they have in there, that's gonna be fucking popular, like really popular. Because um, like three strikes and stuff, like people literally just install the game just to play a three strikes. Because oh yeah, hundred, that... play a different yeah. style of Apex mm. that feels like honestly very like Call of Duty. You know? Yeah, they're dropping that uh, new, that new mode. Setting, that was so. like a, the, yeah, that the, I don't know. If, no, it wasn't three strikes. It was something else that was they're dropping us a new mode. It was like a thirty person, like a smaller lobby, yeah. like quicker. They got like, fully kitted guns it's, and stuff like that. It's like a super TDM, super fast pace. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know why the chat's called us something else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much TDM, but like an actual like. Uh, accurate representation of TDM in an Apex setting so mm -hmm. I think for the casual scene there's a lot of stuff to do now 
Yeah, hundred, and which is which is good, and which I was. We talked we talked about this on prior episodes and stuff like that. Apex always needed that balance between again. There's the pro pe- there's a pro piece that people aspire to always get to and stuff like that. We you know always look at like yo know, against the hype. It's the apex pun intended of gameplay on that on that game on that franchise. You know what I'm saying this is this is how it looks at its peak. But people still want to play and have uh, an amount of fun without necessarily you know what I'm saying sweating their life out when they see these damn red trails and shit like that in their games. So it'd be nice to have that happy medium to where there's there's fun there's fun modes that they can get into. It has a different flavor and variety to the actual box standard gameplay that you get on the base maps and, and battle royale in and of itself and still have time because again at its core the gameplay the gunplay of apex is really really fun always has been that you you can't you can't fault that you can't deny that and putting that in different fun packages rather than just f- putting it only in battle royale mode and forcing you that way that is that, that's a key again you got to diversify your bonds if you wanted to again have a fruitful a fruitful life cycle in my opinion and they're i think they're leaning they've been leaning into that more and more over the past seasons and doing stuff like this dropping the new mode making some quick tweaks and changes uh the thunderdome stuff like i i think they're starting to lean into that more which is good and that creates a stable base between the pro players who might need a break and stuff like that and the casual players who aren't going to be in battle royale all the time so it's the 50 50 man you just got to weigh the scales properly i think they're they're making the trend to actually do that more often which is good which is good all right uh solid man apex maybe i'll download you i don't know i've been free y'all shackles for a minute man i will we'll fucking figure it out I'm, i'll toss a coin or some shit Mm-mm. But pushing on here, damn it! Again, we got ten cent news. Uh, but this is different. We had a report, and it seems like ten cent is working on a mobile version of Elden Ring. It will most likely come in the form of a free-to-play game with in-app purchases, which is looking to draw some inspo from Genshin. So it might be another an Elden Ring gotcha, I guess. I I, I I'm oh, so confused. I'm so <laughs> I'm I'm so confused at how that might play out. But uh, listen, man, when we'll go to you first, your thoughts. Uh, I don't want anything to do with this. Um, <laughs> I, if I'm being completely honest, oh, I don't see the purpose in this. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I know why people play Genshin. I know why certain people play Genshin, and I know why other people play Genshin. To uh, to avoid and, drug addiction. Yeah, and then I, and then there's a different kind of addiction of why people other people play Genshin. But we're not going to talk about that. Oh no! What, <laughs> I say, what I will say is that I think that this is going to be weird because I don't remember anybody being like, "Oh man." the tarnished my waifu like you know what i'm saying like i mean i've played i've i've most seen of them a know lot of, like it just it doesn't make sense to me and yeah. go crazy i guess uh have, have you seen are, have you seen them hands brother and no, i'm playing now let me let me chill out. let me chill out like i don't i don't know who's sitting here like man you know what you know what elden ring needed after they were talking about how this is the greatest game ever created and how they this is pinnacle gaming and anything else is just wishes it could be like elden ring i don't remember anybody being like man i wish this shit had a gotcha system that should be way cool like you know what i'm saying yeah so um yeah have fun with with elden with elden genshin i want no parts in this i think it's hella stupid i'm dead but i also i do think i do think um because i don't want to be a jerk 
I do think it's very important. Mobile gaming is, is very important to, to consider when making these games because there are people who probably watch everybody stream Elden Ring and don't have the means to do it. And if they could play their own little version on their phones, man, let them have it. Let them have the fun. But I, I think it's kind of nasty that they're trying to implement shit to make money off of it. When it's like, imagine, imagine dying to a boss that's stupid hard and then being told like, oh, if you want to respawn, you're going to have to... You got to you buy more souls, brother. Yeah, yeah. Like you ran out of energy to respawn. You have to wait 30 hours or, <laughs> or pay X amount of money. Like, it's so nasty, bro. Like, chill. Son, you know how much money a torrent as a mount is going to be? You know how much money that's going to cost? You're going to get $45 just to ride a horse in that game, bro. Walking, yeah. is, unless you're trying to pay that fine, walking is your only option. But uh, Kai, all, oh, go ahead. I was going to say one another thing, too, that uh, people probably aren't thinking of is just... <laughs> You you know how like the, the bosses are really hard, but it doesn't matter because you can always retry them. Like, mm -hmm. do if you're gonna make me pay to get better at this game, that is quite literally a scam. Like that is actually I feel like you should call a lawyer. Like this game is built difficult just to make me spend more money. Type vibes, class action lawsuits, if you will. Mm -hmm. Now, real talk, that 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 that's an unfortunate possibility. You know what I mean? Don't want to say it's the, the probability, but it's an unfortunate thing. We can't say it's a 0% chance. But, uh, Kai, how do you feel about Elden Impact? Come on. I If I go and visit my little brother and sister and I see Elden Ring on their iPad, <laughs> <laughs> I will lose all sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Listen, you you don't want to see your little brother and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Solo, solo, millennia. You don't want to let him solo her. No, no. Why not? No, terrible idea. Oh, so, <laughs> I think she. I don't even have anything else to say. Just stop. No. <laughs> Bad. No, fairs, fairs. All right, it's fair. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah. Honestly, again, if you're gonna play it on mobile, listen, let people have it, but. I'm not checking for it, but again, the mobile market is so big, it, it would anything can make sense in a way because it's the mobile market, it's the biggest section of gaming. Yeah, so it's like, fuck it, so throw something games. on there. It doesn't even matter. Exactly. So it, it again, from business standpoint, it makes sense. From a gaming standpoint, how the fuck do you make that work? Instead of if you're not making an actual one to one, just like port of it, you know what I'm saying? And you're doing in app purchases in the game systems. How do you make that really translate without being, you know, a, a pure gotcha, maybe? But unless they're going the pure gotcha route, then it's just fuck us. But, you know, it's it, it could happen. We'll figure it out, though. But moving on here, we got a lot of information from Atlas over the past week. And namely that Persona 2 and Persona 4 are being brought back in some future iteration, apparently. Now, we got some notes that Persona 2 is looking to be a pure remaster with both parts and a new translation slash quality of life options in it. And it allegedly aims to be out on either side of Persona 6, which is either before or after at some point. And Persona 4 will have a full remake, apparently, that is years away. And uh, again, according to sources, isn't in full production as of yet. Now, after the news that Persona 3 Reload has literally just like now the fastest selling Atlas game in history. This looks like it got some weight on it. But I mean, when how do you feel about it? I played a little bit of Persona 3. That shit is pretty gas. I cannot lie to you. Um, do I think it's better than five? I don't necessarily think so, but I think it's because there's a lot of systems missing from five that I'm so used to. Um, it would also be unfair to expect them to be in this game when this is a prequel to that game, right? Mm -hmm. What I will say, however, is that I don't know 
how well two will translate because like what it like i haven't played two but i don't even i don't even know what system two came out on um i hope that if they're gonna do this a remaster may work but i i kind of would really prefer a remake with how how much time has passed um but i also trust this team like they did a really good job with with reloaded and i don't think that it's going to be bad by any means um but I really like this. I really love that they're like really going all out on Persona. I feel like that's what they should have been doing when Five first released, and maybe this is the, this is the fruit of their labor because like when Five released, it felt like they they made a really good game, and they're like, yo, let's put this bad boy in every single fucking game. Let's make sure Joker is a name known far and wide. Like I was playing the Catherine reboot, which is an Atlas game. Yeah, and Joker's in it for some reason. I was like, what's going on here? Like, what's even the point of this? But I'm happy that they're they're doing more with with persona than just like trying to keep succeeding off of the success of five yeah i hear it um uh niggas y'all know how i feel about again remasters remakes all that good stuff um if it's not readily accessible which is a problem in and of itself uh i understand gauging certain interests in a remake but it's like damn atlas it's like they gotta they gotta rock out bro they listen they just saw persona again persona 3 just did like the most numbers of any game in their history they're like hey we gotta press the button now it's too late it's too late y'all it was already happening but it's double happening now so i get it uh persona 4 i don't know what the differences is between like again a base persona 4 persona 4 golden i don't know what the overarching differences were in those types of games so i don't know if there's going to be any bridging of the gap in a remake in that if it's anything like persona 5 and persona 5 r then it's usually like an extra dungeon and then maybe a couple extra people that you can interact with like a couple confidants mm-hmm. um but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like graphical upgrade between those two between the two titles but if it's like a full like a reloaded was a i wouldn't consider reloaded to be the same as like a persona r like this was a remake it feels like mm-hmm. okay okay so that that's interesting so i mean if there's that amount of again legwork into it then that's justifiable if there's that amount of legwork in a remake of persona 4 and then they have those again that those additions on top of it um it's just that again they're on top of the world right now with this type of shit and they can't really miss with whatever they put out so they're gonna kind of dip back into their bag and do it again persona 2 i'm interested to see that makes the most sense to do it from what i was reading it says that is just gonna do a remaster but persona 4 they're gonna do a remake which to me doesn't make sense exactly because of the time difference because persona 2 is farther away so why wouldn't you remake that and do that but popularity talks money talks so persona 4 everybody loves and it's on their minds the most from the from that franchise outside of five so i i get it i get why they're doing it but to me it's just like damn the persona 2 probably needed more tlc and love in terms of a full maybe remake but the popularity polls gonna gonna speak something else um outside of that i guess i mean like yeah cool i i'm I'm more interested to see what metaphor refantasio has in terms of like other ip and like adjacent stuff but uh you know i'm saying what persona's a persona's like it's not necessarily the one piece of gaming but it looks like one piece in gaming sometimes where it's like damn i would love to play you some i would love to get into it but so many damn chapters this should take forever i don't know if i'm 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 looking at the wall and this shit daunting yeah it's definitely not the type of game that you play for like you're trying to get through it in a weekend type of vibe you you pick up persona understanding that at some point you're gonna have your own time skip in life because i did i literally took like a year off from playing that game and then i came back 
a year later like oh man this game was amazing why did i stop playing it and now i'm currently still on my i took another hiatus to play a different persona game they're Thank they're you. long but they're all so good it's not even funny like to to I, if you think like like i love yakuza because their stories are always so convoluted and interesting like in persona 3 you shoot yourself to have powers there's so much to unpack there like it's crazy what but yeah no to, to unlock to use your persona you put a gun to your head and shoot yourself that your persona does like it's it's wild it's, and you're like this there's a lot to unpack here and why are we doing it this way why is this like this that's why you play persona to figure out those answers mm -hmm. I don't know. Kai, I about to say, King, any any love for uh, you know what I'm saying, a persona remakes two and four? I'm yet to play a persona game. Listen, honestly, by the time you start one and finish one, you're gonna have a family of like eight and you're like fucking fourteen years old, bro. I, this shit is this shit is ridiculous. I was about to say. All I'm saying is it's daunting, but the remake train is fully is fully, fully full steam ahead, if you wanna call it. And damn it, I forgot to put these back to back. But it seems like that train isn't stopping anytime soon for no damn body because Com uh, Capcom, they have been sending out surveys over the past what, week or so, and they've been talking about what their IPs are looking like under their umbrella, engaging interest of what IPs people want to see more of and may maybe might want to see come back. Uh, they were listing a bunch of games, again, some current ones, the Monster Hunters and all stuff like that you see, but there were a lot of older IPs that have been dormant, like Okami, uh, the Versus Capcom series, Lost Planet, Dino Crisis. There was a, a very, very large amount of IP, all of them basically, and just to gauge interest of what they wanted to kind of vote on in their super elections. But I guess from, from you know our view and looking at the question, uh, First of all, I'll throw it to you, Kai. Out of all these IPs that you were seeing or looking at from Capcom's side, is there anything that you want to bring back or see more of in this in this you know current view? The honest answer is straight up no. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the all the boomers and shit was like, "What do you mean no? What do you mean no? This Dino Crisis right there. What are you talking about?" Oh. Nah, Ferris. Yeah, for, for me, it's a, it's a hard no. Nah, it's Ferris. That's Ferris, man. He listen. It's the youth, man. It's the youth. He don't know. He don't know what he do. All right, but it's the. I mean, it's fair. A lot of niggas didn't know about this shit. I, I didn't know about most of these fucking IPs until later in life. I'm I'm talking like I'm 36. Anyways, when answer the damn question i was say before i lose my damn mind talk about how, how old i'm getting uh at least capcom ips what are you looking to see more of or potentially brought back um personally speaking definitely think we need more resident evil no i'm kidding i hate um, you so much i hate you so much <laughs> i i like lost planet a lot man lost planet was lost planet was, was fire I think it would be really good in this day and age with all like movement and things like that. Like you even just putting laws, like seeing what they're going to do with Monster Hunter Wild, like just seeing even like the scope of that world and what it could be like. I could just imagine Lost Planet in that in that area. There's so much you could do. But honestly, uh, Dead Rising is this one that kind of holds like it's near and dear to my heart. I still have to go beat Dead Rising 3. I like 2. The only thing I didn't like about 2 is that I kept having to be a dad. Um, you yeah. know, it's the main purpose of the game. I get it, but like, yo, Shotty, this psychopathic butcher just caught me off guard. I <laughs> just went to go get your Zombrex. I gotta kill the psychopathic. He's not letting me leave. I can't just leave. <laughs> and, then she, and then you kill him, but at what cost? Your daughter dies. So mm -hmm. I would love to see more Dead Rising. They're very creative. That game is so good. I think I think it's pretty underrated. Um, and we got Dragon Dogma. So yeah, Lost Planet, uh, Dead Rising, and Dragon's Dogma looks like it's doing fine. So. Yeah, 
I'm, yeah. I'm pretty happy right now with the cap, with, with where Capcom is. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think they're they can they are in a good spot, and I think this is smart of them to even gauge the interest like this. Uh, honestly, to make sure they're they're serving the people as well as they can. So this is nice. I, I like that they're doing this to kind of at least have an ear to the street, so to speak. Um, we heard a you know what I'm saying I see a lot of talk on like, oh yeah, where's Mega Man Legends? Where's all this other stuff? All this other stuff from other people. Me, I'm a simple man. I want them to correct a mistake. I want them to right a wrong. You know what I mean? I need them to make another Marvel vs. Capcom because Infinite wasn't yeah. it. That shit doesn't... It hurts me. It hurts me to say that that was the last Marvel vs. Capcom game. It does. Very much so. Yeah. And if there's an opportunity to bring that back and do it right and get it get this proper this time, I would love for that redemption story to be in place because, again, the FGC would eat that shit up. Again, everybody would yeah. eat that shit up. It's a Marvel thing. Marvel's hot as it's ever been at this point in time. Just off of just off of the coattails of the end of you know what I'm saying the Thanos saga and shit. Still riding high. Whatever you get is gonna be heat. I would love a Marvel versus Capcom. That would be fantastic. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Well, I don't know if it'll ever happen. And that's why I didn't say it, because I honestly, I think I've given up at this point. I've mm -hmm. kind of accepted that that game is never going to come back out. But yeah. it would be the best possible thing we could get. Uh, I, that would be an amazing... I don't even like fucking tag-based fighters, and mm -hmm. I, would, I would learn that game in a heartbeat. Yeah, and when you think about it, it came out in 2017, so it's not that long, long ago in terms of, like, the license and relationship type of shit, you know what I mean? At least, at least yeah. in my opinion. If it came out, like, 2013, 14, I would have been like, all right, maybe a little bit too far-fetched. It's a decade ago. I don't know if they're even in contact, but 2017 is, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not... It's like a, like a, you know what I'm saying a, a cool a cool six seven that's still that's still relatively fresh the contacts are still relatively there in the head I think there's room for a redemption path and 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 Marvel's hot you know what I'm saying Capcom's on the up and up I think Marvel are looking for again some solid partnerships as well anyways because Disney's looking for solid partnerships as well and uh, you know what I'm saying that's something we could talk about in a second but I think it's a win win for everybody. Mm mm. Yeah, that nigga just said no. That's crazy. That's crazy, King. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, damn, bro. We are gonna put you in a time capsule, man. We gonna. We gonna. Be saying this. I know. This I, literally, literally, bro. And every time I'm reminded, we gotta do it, bro. I'm. I'm literally gonna send you all this shit. Uh, you. Uh, you're lucky. I'm at fucking at my wits end with certain nostalgic shit, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Disney, though, let's talk about what huge monumental news we heard uh, yesterday. Um, Disney basically said they're putting $1.5 billion of stake into Epic Games, which is kickstarting a new venture that they have to basically create new games and this, quote, persistent universe of entertainment that is tied directly to Fortnite. Again, using anything from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and more. They're just expanding on the little collabs that they had to maybe make either full-blown games or... Uh, offshoot modes and Fortnite. we don't even know what this encompasses exactly but epic games and disney are now in partnership for some full-on gaming projects uh king talk to us first bro what the hell does this I, mean i think it's really cool um i think it's really cool i feel like for me like disney's just kind of like a meh thing but mm -hmm. like at this point in my life but being around my siblings and stuff like this is going to be something that is going to be like really you know it's going to be the new shit, you know? You're going to go to school and sip your juice and talk about <laughs> the, the new Disney game mode. Like, it, I think it's pretty cool. Nah. I, honestly, it's fair. I'm about to say, when, how'd you, how'd you feel about this news dropping? Uh, mortified. 
Um, <laughs> because like I don't like big old bajillion dollar corporations being like, I'm giving you a bajillion dollars and like we already have a bajillion dollars. Like now we're gonna give you more bajillion dollars. Don't get me wrong, Fortnite kind of has had their foot on the necks of in, in gaming for a while now. To the point where like I don't even feel like people even really be trying to compete with Fortnite. Like motherfuckers just be like, yo, we just gotta let that shit rock. Um, and mm -hmm. we're, we're just gonna do our own thing on the on the sidelines. This is scary because I just it's a it's the right move. It it's like LeBron picking up Kobe on his team. It's like, oh man, with you two, literally nothing is impossible. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it it could really be they could make full on movies in fucking Fortnite and we yeah. watch them and we'd be like, yo, this is amazing. This is nuts. Um, but I don't know if this is healthy, but it is scary. And that's that's really all I got for that. Ah, man. Um, you, you never really know what the, the impact of these things is going to be. Yeah. Like you that, can that's, be hopeful for the best. And that's like the whole premise of like every, basically everything we say that's happening. That's like new. Well, it's like we hope for the best. Yeah, because like I, all I know is I better not see Epic lays off. Da, 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 da. Mm. There's absolutely no reason. Y'all bag is crazy deep. Happen. There's no way. Didn't they just make a layoff though? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I think surprised. that was the uh, middle of last year, I think. Late last year. I can't even remember. And they'll probably be like, oh, we didn't make as much money on, on Lego Fortnite as we thought we would. And it's like, you guys are fucking liars. You guys made a bajillion dollars off of that. Don't sit here and lie to me. Mm. Um, uh, listen, here, here's, here's, here's how I feel. Um, this is It's funny. It's funny. First, I feel very, I feel very giddy. Honestly, you know why? You know why? Because the same motherfuckers that said, "Hey, it's time to really get into the bag on gaming, guys. Gaming is is one of the most premier forefronts of media. It's up there with movies, TV. It's even past that. It's the it's the biggest form of entertainment today, and we have to, you know, align ourselves with the best to make some great content for all of our people. You know who closed?" Their entertainment studios, their gaming, uh, again, public, their, their gaming studios and, and development teams and stuff like that in what, 2016? You know who did that? Disney! The same CEO, Bob Iger. He's, he's the same motherfucker that did that. So it's just funny to recognize the, the, uh, the lack of, of, uh, I guess the lack of perspective. We'll put it that way. The lack of perspective and, and foresight to say, oh, we fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Gaming isn't worth it in 2016 because you couldn't see the vision. Now that gaming is blown up. Now that gaming is blown up and Fortnite has gone crazy and has made more cultural impact than any of your movies or Disney properties in the past, what, couple of years. Now you're like, oh shit, gaming is crazy. We gotta, we gotta find a way back in. And they've been, they've been chomping at the bit, scratching on their necks, like, like, what's it called? Like Tyrone. You know what I'm saying? Like Tyrone the crackhead from Chappelle's show. You know what I mean? Tyrone Biggins and shit. They were scratching their head, scratching their necks like crackheads. Figure out how the fuck do we get back in the gaming industry? How do we do it again? The licenses are good. We like the licenses, but we need to, we we need a bigger stake. We need we need to get our our, our our mitts in this. And how do we do it? Jump right on Fortnite bandwagon. Jump right in there with them. That's the easiest way to do it. So I just found it funny. After all these years, they just loop around to the same conclusion that they could have made back then. It's probably going to be a long-term investment, but games have already been proving themselves as a valid art firm, art form and entertainment vehicle. So, again, hold nuts, Bob Iger, for that one. That's all I'm saying for that on that point. But two, this is 
fucking crazy. This is crazy because it can go many ways. If it's just a, a, an extended Fortnite collaboration where it's like, again, like Lego Fortnite, where they'll have maybe some dedicated modes in the game itself to do offshoots. That's cool. That's nice. That's good. I'm not even mad at that. But if they get Epic to really lean in and take properties to make either off like their own separate games or whatever, that could be another like that could be another step crazy. Because again, their their licensing stuff already is good. They're 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 pimping the brands out to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Insomniac got this one, Lucasfilm, you know what I'm saying? Lucasfilm EA got that one. There's a bunch of stuff that's being, you know, made right now. But to see what Epic can get into with this. Given that their their reach, their ability to again push out a lot of things on a huge scale, that their own that their own monster in and of itself, and Disney attaching their IPs to them, it it can mean for some crazy things. I don't know what I don't I don't know if it's going to be just contained to Fortnite, but it, it could be something that goes beyond into a beast of its own, and this opens up a lot of things. I. Again, I'm not uh, the biggest fan of them just jumping on the bandwagon and being, yeah, we're just, we just pair with the biggest company in the world, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, just just strategic partnership between two big-ass companies. You know what I'm saying? feels like oligopoly, but, you know, whatever. It could be another thing for another day. I don't know. But the possibilities that could come from this are are huge. And again, for the people who are into Disney now and for the folks that had known Fortnite, this shit could mean a lot of different things. This could this could usher in a lot of different uh, big numbers at, at the from the biz side of it, if you're looking at it from that way. But this could be a really big gaming experiences in there. Like they could they could redo Marvel's Avengers and Fortnite and literally erase all the damage Crystal Dynamics did in 2020. They could really do that shit. And that's the funny thing. They actually have the reins to do that that type of stuff now. So I'm gonna keep a close eye on it. I'm gonna see what happens, but it just the Pepper's Farm remembers. That's all I gotta say. Pepper's Farm remembers, man. Turn to Milo Bourbon's Fortnite content crew. Hey, listen, tell him, tell him, start cranking those '90s now. It's a wrap. Forget the '90s. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this guy to acting school, bro. It's Fortnite RP. About to no, hey, also real, yo, don't even, don't even, yo, Fortnite RP. Oh gosh, you already giving them the idea. They're already working on it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> listen, they're already working on it. I'm not even going. Never, never mind. They got it. They got it. Fuck me, man. Fortnite is about to take over everything if they haven't already done so. They're gonna be in my damn grocery store next week and shit. Oh gosh. Anyways, let's move on to the main story of this episode wow this is technically going to be a two-parter this is going to be a two-part saga because this episode is about what we heard and our speculation on that so nothing's going to be set in stone and we wanted to i definitely want to preface that before we get into everything and next episode is going to be about what we know uh because the internet's blown up over xbox we have apparently heard rumor after rumor, report after report, uh, again, insider tweet after insider tweet that Xbox is shifting their strategy in a big way. And that main centerpiece of that strategy shift included pushing major first party Xbox IPs onto competing consoles in the Nintendo Switch, the PS5 and beyond. Now, again, this started back if you if you got to like, think back to the beginning of this year. A couple episodes ago, we talked about Hi-Fi Rush potentially going to the Switch. 
we talked about him, you know what I'm saying, going going there, possibly going to the PS5. But now rumors have been swirling about what Gears of War, Halo, so many different games, so many first party games from Xbox's slate going to other platforms, namely the PS5. We heard Starfield, we heard Doom, Sea of Thieves, Microsoft Flight, Flight Simulator. How does a Microsoft Flight Simulator get on a PS5? You know what I mean? That just sounds kind of crazy from, from the rip. Again, Pentiment, Grounded. There were so many other games being mentioned, but even that thought, this whole discourse has caused everybody to lose their minds. There have been so many Xbox fans and insiders and and branded supporters or whatever. They, they, they've been like renouncing their support for Xbox. They were like, yo, how could you? And they're saying FX box. They're saying screw them, all this stuff. And so many people have been weighing in on the situation uh, about the strategy. Again, them, they might be abandoning consoles, but the, 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 again, the it seems like that they're not abandoning any consoles or quitting hardware at all. We're going to get some answers to all of this on, again, a next week, a business update that Xbox will be providing. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on all this shit. There's been so much that's been going on. We can dive into it over this next you know couple of minutes. But just your initial reactions to a potential Xbox going multi-plat type of thing. So, man, King, let's go to you first because this shit is wild. Uh, <laughs> I hate to put you on a spot uh, like, like that, but I was <laughs> sounds like King's a regular normal person. I know, brain, right? What it sounds like. I know it's insane, right? Uh, what does this mean? What does this mean for the Xbox Legacy? <laughs> what does it mean for the? We're <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a legacy. You think that this is about a bad thing? I, I don't think it's if a bad true. thing. I mean. Go for the go for the list of titles again. Um, I, just to give you a hint of what being again, this is all suggestion for people thinking this is all set in stone. Oh, this, this is just is this is we're not going to know anything until next week's business update event from Phil Spencer himself. We're not going to know anything. All right. People have been talking about it. There have been Xbox insiders that have been like spouting a bunch of news on this. Jess corden has been on it. I think Jeff Grubb has been on it as well. There's been a lot of different sources. Again, Andy from VGC has been a ton of sourcing on this. So people are saying this shit might happen. But listen, I have I have yeah. an opinion anyway mm-hmm. about all of this Xbox, all this Sony, mm. Handel, I, mm. have, I have an opinion on this stuff. Mm. We need a place, and we're gonna call it the game store, and everything just lives there. Whoa. We shut down Xbox. We shut down PlayStation. Socializing gaming? We, <laughs> we as, as an American. We absolutely <laughs> bury Valve. And then, you know, like all of these come, we just scrap it. It's just the game store and the game box. This yeah? this and, this nigga sound like John Lennon. <laughs> it's not that you want the games to be free and communist. I I would love that. I think that, I, I that, think that would be the, we, we need awesome. to unify. Honestly, like it's it's just kind of it's 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 a tiring discourse now. I think like oh. Sony exclusive, Xbox exclusive. No one gives a fuck. Like no one actually gives a fuck. Like if you're a true fan of gaming, you just want to play games. The the, convers- the the people that entertain the conversation of like Xbox v Sony or Nintendo, like yeah. You have kids and a wife that love you. Like, focus. Do they? <laughs> Bold of you to assume. <laughs> hey, listen, again, some of them might, but there's a fair amount of these things that don't. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
it's it's kind of wild. So I, I guess where I'm with it is I don't I mean I feel like we all agree we all don't really care if it goes to PlayStation or not. Uh, mostly because if we all if any of us wanted to play any of these games we we would have played them by now. We all have like the means of doing so and. I understand that not everybody has the means like one of my 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 cousin who loves like a dragon um he owned, that was like the first game he bought this year and it might be like maybe one of three he buys this entire year because you know he's got kids he's got a life so i don't want to sit here and pretend like yo why don't you just buy both consoles stop being a pussy like it's easy it's not but it, it is one of those things where if you're so passionate about it you're so passionate about these games coming out on your console and not other consoles I think you have a lot of free time to be having these discourses. Like, if you're really sitting here having console war conversations, you might need to pick up another shift. You you might need to go pick something else up. You have way too much free time on your hands. If making sure other people don't play your games on a different colored box matters to you that much, I think this is a huge win for everybody, except for maybe the small like. It, it does look a little weak on the Xbox side, though, because it's not like PlayStation is doing the same for them, right? Like, it's not like PlayStation is saying things along the lines of, like, hey, when are you guys going to put God of War on the Xbox? That you know? shit will never they, happen. That yeah, shit will like, never happen. They don't really have to. I, I could see this as a strategy. If this is true, it could be a strategy similar to when Xbox was like, yo, we made all our games cross-platform. PlayStation is the only people who didn't do it. And slowly very slowly playstation was like all right finally fortnite is cross plat but you couldn't do a lot of like there was a lot of things that were still restricted until finally they were like all right all right we're gonna we're gonna allow it to be like universal we're gonna make we're gonna meet up with the standards this could be the beginning of maybe sony releasing some titles on the xbox like i could see something like a helldivers 2 going on to the xbox right it's a playstation exclusive right now and it's a really good game but i could easily see them being like Man, a year out, the game's already been out for a year. All the people who are going to buy it on PlayStation or PC already bought it. Let's let them have it on the Xbox. It's only going to boost your player base. It's going to have more people playing the game that you you funded. But at the same time, it's not even a bad thing for Xbox to put these games and not get anything back because at the end of the day, the money goes directly to them. Like, PlayStation's going to get their cut, yeah, but uh -huh. Xbox is making money off it because they own these titles. These are their titles. It's not It's not like a, a Ubisoft situation. Like, no, I, I, made, I made Redfall. You paid for Redfall. I get the money for Redfall. Uh -huh. And another reason you should buy it on Xbox over PlayStation is the fact that it's probably already on Game Pass. So like it's not really hurting them either again cuz like they I've played Redfall on 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 Game Pass. People on PlayStation are like, "Man, I want to play that game. I want to buy an Xbox. I can't get Game Pass. Man, I'll just buy it on my PlayStation and rock out." You know what I'm saying? Like there are it's not a dumb move by any means. Anybody who's bitching, um anybody who's sitting here like, "Man, I wish fucking Xbox didn't do this. I genuinely don't think they they look into anything outside of like what game goes on what. Like I genuinely don't think they they're comprehending how this could benefit them in the long run. They're mm -hmm. just simply sitting here. They just simply want to brag to I don't know who they're bragging to either. Like I don't know who's sitting here having these conversations with these people. In my mind they're doing this to like a brick wall or there are <laughs> automated bots on twitter that are having these discords with these people because i cannot imagine a real person and it's always the people with fake profile pictures too it's almost like there's one or two like high profile people who are like this is like their actual face but it's always like random anime pfp who is like this is the this is the end of the world this is awful and then you're like no it's not and then they call you the n-word like it's um. never real people saying sane normal civilians like it's just it's it's degenerates it's the people that you if 
there are no seats on the bus and they're sitting next to an empty seat, you'll stand. It's those guys. <laughs> about this. Oh man, I, I, it's just, it's just funny. Again, I'll get to the crux of this at the end of it, but it is an interesting situation nonetheless. I feel like it's so hard to recover uh, from what was the Xbox One generation. That for Xbox, it's hard for them to find the the competitive edge. They've had to really consider changing their approach to the entire landscape and how gaming is changing to try and find a foothold in the market because you're dealing with traditional companies who've always seen success doing what they do and nothing else. And what's when what I mean, no matter how much they try and shift the strategy or prior or try and do other things, they haven't they haven't gotten able to lay a, a glove on, you know what I'm saying, people past a certain era. Xbox three sixty was a different story, you know what I'm saying? But Xbox One, where a lot of things were really starting to blow up for gaming, like like really, really started to set in place they were way behind the eight ball with the choices that they made. And now they have to, they have to do bolder strategies to kind of catch up in a sense. So the birth of Xbox game pass, the, the environment kind of understanding the, like they're wanting to shift their strategy to being able to play everywhere and building an ecosystem rather than only focusing on first party games. Because if you great, if you, even if you have great first party games, at some point they're going to be the loyalists and people who only see oh who gives a fuck it you know what i'm saying we don't even know if xbox has great games we don't care because playstation has all these games just off of the merit of a good game alone for a brand for a console is hard to sell in my opinion because you can only break through to a certain amount of people if you say oh yo this game is great which shouldn't be the case but i think for a lot of people they're going to be very casual about it what they own is what they own they're not really going to deviate from that 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 thing you know what i mean people aren't going to be you know pc gamers no matter what some people just want to get the ps5 because they know it's the ps5 and they're just gonna get them games like even if they hear about other other great games which i think it'll slowly shift over time but for right now a lot of people still stuck in their ways and xbox can't necessarily you can't beat the set in stone culture you can't beat the custom sometimes and that's what brought all this shit with the xbox game pass the ecosystem changes all that stuff and i think this is just a matter of course for what they had ever since you know ever since from time really and so them committing to putting xbox games first party games specifically on other platforms i think me personally it signifies one of two things one they're either they're either going the route of a trojan horse to where like listen we're gonna still be in the fight we're gonna sell our hardware we're not giving up on any of our hardware stuff we're gonna make sure our first party titles get seen and our, and our first party presence is felt everywhere in gaming to one champion that xbox is the best place to play and xbox games are you know you can play everywhere we want to champion that to the best uh, best of our abilities or whatever and so we're going to put it on different platforms we're going to select the again key ones to be like yo you can play this on a switch you can play this on a ps5 blah 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 we're, we're bridging the gap in gaming we're telling y'all you know we can play everywhere we really mean that we stand in on business and then from there they can still have a selling point of their hardware because more people are getting tapped into their ips that they're dishing out and saying yo xbox has real quality shit their reputation is growing in the first party market okay cool and then we have some bangers that will save solely for the xbox or whatever future iteration that is and then boom you'll may you maybe have some market share you maybe have some increased actual like traffic going to buying xbox consoles because we know about your name now we know about your reputation your brand conception is better because you actually showcase yourself on other 
other platforms and more people know about you. You can Trojan horse it that way to where you'll sacrifice some stuff in the short term, but in the long term, more people in the gaming space will know you and might be more liable to buy another console to see what you have to offer on select first party things that you kept on your console. That could be one option. The other option, they become Sega. They become a big ass third party publisher. They're 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 not really ever going to make an impact on the hardware game again. And they'll just eventually phase that out or become all digital and then slowly phase it out beyond that. And they'll just become a big third party conglomerate where they'll publish their games and have it and, and kind of fall into that lane where Sega has been for a long time. Uh, there's only one or two ways I see it playing out because it's been an uphill battle for them since the day that they were born. You know what I mean? You're coming into a very dominated market by Nintendo and by and by and by Sony. There's only so much you can do. And if they're not willing to keep bearing the brunt and keep potentially losing money, you know what I'm saying, to operate, they might have to say, "Yo, screw it, we bow out, and we're just going to be a publisher and make make our money that way." It would save them a hell of a lot of money in the long run to say, "Yo, we got Call of Duty, we got uh, Overwatch, we got again all the Bethesda games that are going to make a, a crap ton of money, and all we have to do is push units. We don't have to worry about that anymore." Which, to me, I. <laughs> It, for them, it's like, okay, cool, you bow out. But that sucks because there's no other competing console to maybe put some pressure on Sony. You know what I mean? For the level of them staying in as a presence in the gaming space, I don't know what's going to be in the future, but I don't want any of these moves to impact the competitive nature of the space right now. Y you see what happened. You see how stuff was looking serious, you know what I'm saying, during the whole Activision, the whole case, the trial of stuff like that, and them trying to acquire the litigation and all that shit like that. So Sony was like, damn, we really got to step it up. We got to figure shit out. They was they started to pick up pace on their, again, their, their subscription offering and stuff like that. Shit was moving. Again, there's a lot of things that happen to Sony that don't happen if the presence of Xbox wasn't felt in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Or at least things would have, wouldn't have been sped up if it wasn't for that. If we lose that competitive edge, we lose a lot of what, a lot of potential quality stuff. And we're ending up with a lot of shit that, you know, maybe we wouldn't want to accept if another presence was there telling people, Hey, you know what I'm saying? I think this shit, this shit might be different. If there was no competition, you could go another way with your sale. Uh, so it's either one of those two options. It's, it's your, your Sega or your Trojan horsing and playing the long game. And, at this point, I don't know. He has to clear it up. Phil Spencer has to clear all this up because people losing their damn minds. People who are, you know, quote unquote Xbox are saying, yo, you betrayed us, man. I don't know what it is anymore. I just got to go buy a PS5. Da, 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 da. Like people actually are losing their shit. They're pointing fingers at other people who like uh, who have talked and played with Phil Spencer before talking about, look at you, you guys are just, you know what I'm saying, mouthpieces, dummies or whatever. I'm like, bro, nobody knows. I, I, I Nobody knows the real answer on this shit. Shit, no matter how much people would claim to nobody knows until that man opens his mouth next week but people are jumping out the window they crashing out over this stuff i ain't never seen i like it is bad i ain't never seen a crash out this bad in a long time so we just gotta wait till what hear what he says we just have to wait to hear what he says bro and either way i hope this can keep whatever move it is i hope this can keep the competitive edge of the gaming industry up not down not conceding anything major but we can help to get games to people that they you know who love games because i want to play more shit i want to play more shit from xbox i feel like they they're turning a corner with ip stuff but you know what i'm saying i don't want them to die and then we're stuck with you know less competitiveness in the space and now we have to deal with whatever sony serves us or nintendo serves and we can't bat a fucking eye you know what i mean it's just it's just 
interesting times, but at the end of the day, a lot of y'all motherfuckers are definitely losers who need to get a life and understand you can just play games wherever. It's fine. If you want to buy a PS5, cool. If you want to wait on it on PC, cool. It, it's it's crazy how a lot of people have taken this to heart. You know what I'm saying? Business. This is business. People say, oh, y'all betrayed me. We feel betrayed by this stuff. I said it in the last two times that I'm bringing this bitch up again. I told you it was a common theme this episode. This shit, they're a business first, they're a brand second. They're going to do what they need to do to make the best moves, to live comfortably, to thrive, and and make their money at the end of the day in this space. There's no other way to wrap your head around it other than that. I don't care how how friendly you are towards them or how much you hate them and want to see PlayStation win over them, blah, blah, blah. It's business. People are going to make moves in the space to make business move. Business needs to happen for them. So it is what it is. I'm very interested to see what this man says next week because uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I, I, all I know is timeline's going to be in fucking shambles. And uh, I will be there to slander uh, as many people and laugh at a lot of you sad folks. So good luck. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Bill is going to get on and be like, so this is kind of awkward. I was just asking the Xbox team if they could make me a PlayStation. This isn't for you guys. I'm sorry, guys. I just my son wanted a PlayStation, but I also wanted to. I didn't want to have to disconnect systems. My bad, y'all. Um, dad, he said, "Listen, this is a big. I, I, this is a big mix-up, guy. My, my fault. My my my, 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 my fault. Bro, fucking sound like our truth. What's wrong with you? Oh, dead. Oh my gosh, it's just." Yeah, this has just been insane, bro. This has been insane. Who knows what the future of Xbox holds? We'll figure out what some of this means next week. But the space is changing, guys. The space is changing. But at the end of the, the day, business is business. And it'll always change and move in the interest of business. That's what it is. All right. And with that being said, I don't think I got any more uh, show notes like that to really cover. Uh, anything that we might have missed this week? Knuckles trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the knuckle trailer <laughs> did drop. I forgot. Hey, hey, knuck if you buck is on there. Instant banger. Instant banger. Instant. Automatic hit. That's all I'm saying, y'all. Watch that trailer. Tune in for that show. Listen, Knuckles is a black man. If you have offense to that, suck your mother. That, that's literally it. I'm sorry, guys. It, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. That's it, what it is. Knuckles is a proud black man, and we're and we have his own show. He has his own show now. We love it. Great time. Uh, anything else, Wayne, that we might have missed? Nothing I could think of. Helldivers is pretty fun, so uh, tap into that game. Yeah. I, can't, I can't speak on it fully yet. I've only played maybe an hour, but the the premise and the core looks like it's going to be such a wacky time. Word. I I actually cannot wait. I'm going to buy the game. It's only, it's only like $30, right? It's only $30. Bro, quite literally only a 30 I love it. It is cheap. It is cheaper than Destiny DLC, and it has way more content. Mm. So definitely tap it. Yeah. If you're somebody who likes space shit, if you're a Star Trip, uh, Star, what is it? Star Trek, Starship, Trooper. Starship Troopers, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah that's the actual one. If you're a one. fan of that genre, if you're a fan of Warhammer, like they've taken inspiration from a lot of different sci-fi um, films, books, and like created their own universe and. You can see, you can quite literally see the the inspiration. That, I bought it because they had this giant walking mech that looked like a dreadnought from from Warhammer 40k, and I was That's like, fire. "Well, if I get to ride around in that, I'm definitely copping." Like it's it's a lot of fun. Friendly fire is on. I've probably gotten Ooh. shot in the face. It is because it's it. They just want it to be like chaotic. Love fun. it. So like 
literally i threw a turret down and then i had to hit the deck because the turret started shooting monsters that were behind me and it was good it was like looking towards me and i knew for a fact he's like get out me if i yeah like it literally like there's literally a button to dive to go prone it's the best button in the game map into something you use all the time because you will be abusing that button because anything and everything can kill you i'm dead that's insane. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely wanted to tap in. Um, only other thing I would say, uh, oh shoot, Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming to Fortnite. If y'all ain't know, now y'all know. Get locked in. I'm spending money on that Power Ranger stuff. That's all you need to know for that. And um, oh, Age of Empires. Oh my god, if they put the fucking soundtrack on the. Bro, oh my gosh! If they, oh, it's over. It's over. It's over. I need the morphin. I need the morphin time emo. I just need the. Ugh, ah, I need that and we're gonna be set um, This is the Age of Empires stream I think that's happening at the end of the month Or already has happened Oh no 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 it's on February 23rd But all I need to tell, tell y'all is uh, Almost that right there but it's okay Age of Mythology retold lock in Age of Mythology baby we're, we're, lock, we're locking in, baby. We're locking in. Um, with that being said, that's pretty much that. Uh, we can just a quick outro, man. Uh, on the welcome back, like Mace, you know what I'm saying? Kai, give us your closing statements. Closing statements. Take a shower, breathe, you know, meditate, tell people that you love them. And yeah, have a, have a good weekend. A serious, a serious, man. When you're closing statements. Drink water, uh, kill bugs, play games. Word, that's real shit. Um, I heard a I heard an interesting uh, freestyle on Twitter the other day, and the the phrase "Badusi aroma" oh, is still no. stuck in my head. I can't, oh. I can't, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> that's been the only thing carrying me through this sickness this week so far, bro. That in this podcast, honestly, uh, bro. Who the fuck says "Badusi aroma" it, 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 at all? And then in that format, bro, if y'all haven't seen it, you just got to understand what uh, this is some things that just enjoy life, guys. There's so much to enjoy in life. Just just have a laugh, guys. Be 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 well spirited because there's so much so much out there to have fun and enjoy and indulge in. Life is short. Have fun. Again, tell folks you love them. And uh, yeah, uh, if uh, if any Xbots are in your vicinity crying and shit over the plastic pieces, uh, tell, tell them to go touch some grass for real. Get some real green in their life. Not the Xbox green, just some actual green. Uh, all right, but that's that's all we got for this episode, y'all. It's been episode, what, 85? Damn, we're getting up there of No Cool Down Podcast. And we are out of there. Peace, y'all.